Hey there, welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. I'm Tempsey. And I'm Shelly. And today we're talking about the wedding planning process. Shelly and I both had decent-sized weddings, and we just kind of wanted to reflect back on some things that maybe were a little bit stressful, some maybe items that we splurged a little on at our weddings, um, and just the overall process, how we worked with vendors and wedding coordinators, and also wanted to talk a little bit about some weddings we've been to lately that might have had some different ideas and fun stuff to kind of experience for the guests. So I think that's kind of where we want to go today. Yeah. All right, Tempsey. So how did your wedding planning process go? Did you feel like it was stressful? Did you feel like you had an easy time making decisions or what, how, how did you feel about it? Honestly, I had never really, I wasn't one of those girls who dreamt about their wedding their entire lives, or I honestly didn't even think I was going to get married. So it's not like I had a whole lot of pressure on myself or anybody else to have an amazing wedding. That's just not something that was in my brain. So I did, I do think that relieved a lot of pressure for me compared to most people. And so I don't, I didn't feel that stress in the beginning when things started to get a little bit closer, it definitely got a little more stressful, but for me, it was more about getting on Pinterest and looking at things that I wanted the aesthetic to be um, and just making sure that I was able to execute on those things. But I started far enough in advance and kind of planned things out methodically so that I didn't have to rush at the end. But there's always, I feel like, a rush towards, you know, as you get closer to the date. So um, it, it eventually it did get stressful, but I don't think like throughout the process, it got super stressful. Mm -hmm. What about you? Do you feel that way? So for me, I would actually say that I was pretty stress-free for the most part of my planning. I would say that generally speaking, I make decisions pretty quickly. Like I know what I like and I know what I don't like. I think the thing that made me a little bit scared is I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> so okay. then I got, I got worried about being able to find things I actually liked. Sure. And also, I am not a very girly person, you know, no, no frilly things, no pink or anything like that. That was a very clear thing that I told my, uh, the florist that I use for my wedding, absolutely no pink. So in those cases, I feel like I was a little bit worried, but I didn't let it really get to me because I know that there's so many options out there that I would probably be able to find something that I liked. So I think that is kind of two ends of the spectrum there, right? I know that a lot of people out there get worried because of so many options, but I think in my case, I was relieved that there would be other options <laughs> than, you know, really puffy pink things. But I don't really see you as a stressed person in general. Like you don't really come off as stressed even if you are. So I don't know if you internalize that or not, but you're not really like a stressed out Person. Yeah, I don't th I don't feel like I was stressed out at all. Like I feel like when I saw it, I knew I liked it and I made a quick decision. There were not really many things that I was going back and forth on for a long period of time. I, honestly, there's nothing that I can remember that I couldn't make up my mind up. I also think there was a aspect of accepting that there were going to be decisions to be made from the get-go so that when things start to come up or when you come to that point, you kind of already know that something was going to come up anyway. So you're kind of like, all right, you know, this is what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to move on with my life, right? Yep. Exactly. For me too, one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, it wasn't super stressful leading up the planning process. The day of and probably the week and a half leading up to that was extremely stressful for me. Um, I would have preferred to get married. You know, I was living in Vegas when we got engaged. We came to Hawaii, my first time to Hawaii. That's how we got engaged. 
when we went back, like I was like, I don't want a big wedding. I'd rather go to the chapel. I don't even care if Elvis marries us. I just don't want a big to do. We just maybe like our parents and our siblings and maybe one friend each, our closest friend. And that, that would have been perfect for me. Um, but you know, families want to, you know, be there, celebrate. For yeah. And enjoy a, a party. So we ended up doing it more kind of for the family. And I think that maybe, you know, now thinking what might've been stressful to me, I think initially, because I mean, I'd never planned a wedding before I was maybe like a bridesmaid or helped a friend with planning weddings or, you know, went with friends to try on dresses, that kind of stuff. But I think the most stressful thing was like figuring out how much do things cost because there was no frame of reference that I had, right? right? So it's like, all I knew is like, weddings are expensive. Well, what does that mean? Expensive could be a lot of things to a lot of people. It could be $1,000, it could be $10,000, it could be more than that. (laughs) I don't know. And I didn't know what I was going to be getting into or like how that was even going to turn out. So I think if anything, if I had to say what was stressful, I think that was probably the most stressful thing only because Mm. I didn't, I couldn't like, you know, imagine it, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. So what about a coordinator? Did you decide to hire a coordinator? I did hire a coordinator. And it's so funny because, you know, like I had mentioned, I'd been a bridesmaid, kind of helped some friends. Going through that process, I went into it thinking, I don't need a coordinator. Look at all this stuff that I help my friends with or whatever. (laughs) It didn't seem that crazy. Um, But, you know, I did end up hiring a coordinator anyway. Um, I think it was more of like a mutual decision to hire a coordinator like it's not it wasn't my idea I guess Mm -hmm. I'll say but I had heard from other people who had who had hired coordinators that it would really help them so I thought like hey I'll just look into this I'll interview them I'll see what they actually do before I make a judgment on anything or you know a decision and I'll be honest and I will say that I think the hardest part about hiring a coordinator or not is not Also, again, me, myself, not being fully familiar with what exactly a coordinator does and how involved they are. And something I honestly was surprised with is that you have to sign off on all these contracts with your vendors, like almost like legally binding things that they're going to provide you a service because of X, Y, and Z and whatnot and all these cancellation dates and that kind of stuff. And those things didn't make sense to me. I'll say that I wish my coordinator was more involved during that process. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know I had to do that, number one. I didn't know contracts were involved. But then reading all these contracts, I think with just the work that I do on a daily basis and reading contracts is actually serious business. (laughs) Then I got kind of scared to like sign these things because here I am, like I don't I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. And here I have to read contracts, but I didn't have anyone to help me go through those contracts and say if it sounded good or not, or is this what usually is in a contract? Like those are things that are totally foreign to me. So does that mean you hired your coordinator a little bit later in the game then? No. So I hired my coordinator from the get-go, but I guess my perception is, is not all coordinators will actually review your contract to that level of detail. Mm. They might, you know, make note of cancellation dates and deposits that you might not be able to get full refunds for and that kind of stuff. But there are just some other things in contracts that I was just not super comfortable with. You know, at the end of the day, like in my mind, I'm like a contract is a contract. That's like pretty serious. So my coordinator didn't really get involved with that stuff. But there's different levels too, right? You can do just a day of coordinator. Right. So I actually did almost like full planning. So she did the day of, but she did even more than that. So there, I would say 
through me interviewing coordinators, there are like three main levels. One was just a day of where you're just like, you know, a couple months before your wedding, you're like spitting out all this information at them. And they're like, just knowing like what's happening at what time, who needs to be where the middle level is kind of like where you on your own, like they might give you some suggestions on vendors you might want to look at, but they won't plan your wedding a hundred percent for you on your behalf. Like, you know, you are the person who has the ultimate say. Gotcha. And then, you know, obviously the full on planning is you have to do nothing and they do everything <laughs> for you. So that's not what I did. You, I kind of did you the middle one. don't lose control in that situation. No, I think you one, ultimately right? get to say like, I like okay. this or not, but they do all the legwork for you. They're doing like the interviews with the vendors and that kind of stuff. And I think you probably just tell them your budget, but nowhere in there did I know this contract thing was going to come yeah. up. So that's the only thing I would like, sure. you know, throw out as a caution to somebody who's going into it and being like, Oh my God, these contract things, <laughs> who's going to read this? Um, you are probably, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you can imagine what, what my answer is to this <laughs> question. <laughs> so, you know, I had originally wanted to just get married in a chapel in Vegas. So when it came to having this big, you know, event, I, you know, I figured I could do it as long as I plan, you know, well enough in advance and I make sure I hit milestones along the way, I'll be fine. But I did not think about the day of like, I just, it just didn't even cross my mind the day of. So the very last minute I asked my sister-in-law, can you just take control of the whole ceremony piece? Because I didn't even think about who should be going in what order. So I just had to ask her like, can you just send them down in the best order possible? Like, I don't know what that is, but can, you know, like she, she's been to weddings before. So I figured she knows and she's a smart, you know, she's a smart person. So I'm just like, you got it, girl. However, I just know that I need to be (laughs) last with (laughs) with my dad. That's it. So I did not hire a coordinator, but, um, and and they're expensive to be candid, right? They're extremely kind of expensive. Yeah. It depends who you go with. Honestly, there are some that are like way more expensive than others. Obviously that's not the one. And the level you choose and the level that you choose. Right. Yeah. So I think some of the ones that I was looking at were like $5,000 and I was like, I'm not, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm not in the, (laughs) I'm not in the business of spending that much money on a coordinator, but I think there is something worth having somebody on the day to kind of just help navigate what happens during that time. Yeah. And I want to say probably $5,000 is probably like the middle going rate. Is it? For a coordinator. Okay. I mean, in case anyone out there is wondering, yeah. I mean, if you're getting married like 20 years from now, that will probably be different. But if you're getting married anytime soon, I believe that is around the going rate for a coordinator. I think one other important point I'd like to make about coordinators that I would have really enjoyed is, and I think my sister-in-law helped me with this too, was coordinating with all of the vendors, um, while you're getting ready. Like that's not something that you necessarily want to do. So what I did instead was I handed the phone to my sister. She was one of my bridesmaids. And I said, Hey, this is all you. Here's my password. Anybody calls, texts, you respond. Only ask me questions that I need to answer or that you don't know the answer to. Otherwise you got this, like, just take my phone, Mm -hmm. take the wheel, sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I just don't want to have to worry about that because it'll just stress you out. Yeah. One thing, so something I will mention though, about having a coordinator and they won't tell you this, like after your wedding's done either, because they don't want you to be like mad or upset about anything that might've gone down. 
But some of the things that they may, you know, look out for for you is like if you had any food allergies or dietary restrictions, like obviously they would make sure like wherever your food is coming from that those items that you can't eat are not on your plate. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you went to a florist and you ordered certain types of flowers and you're very specific about it, they would make sure that the florist was delivering on those things, you know, like bringing you the actual things that you ordered on the day of so that, you know, I mean, you're getting your hair done or whatever, getting dressed and these people are running around sure. doing stuff for you. So one thing that um, they did help me with is that when when I was taking pictures, I was holding my bouquet and I guess a flower had come loose and it fell out of my bouquet during Ooh. photos. So they grabbed my bouquet for me. The florist was still there. They went over there, had them swap up some flowers and like made it all good again. So nothing was like hanging oh, out or anything and there was no gaping hole in my <laughs> flowers. So that's something that they did help me with. And basically it was a good... Um, coincidentally, a good block of time where that happened because sure. I had to walk from one place to another. The pictures were done, so they could swap it out during that time. And then by yeah. the time I got to my ceremony, had good flowers again. So nice. it worked out. That something similar happened to me. The flowers for everybody's hair, they hadn't brought those. Oh, they had. It was in my contract, but I think you know it's probably something really easy to overlook. So those flowers that I was supposed to have in my hair and then the, my bridesmaids were supposed to have, and I only had two. So it wasn't like a huge deal. They just drove back, got some and brought it back to us. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but I think I actually talked to them about that. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I was supposed to have these and I don't see them in your deliveries. And luckily my florist also provided all of these like wine barrels and wine boxes to go down my aisle that weren't originally in my contract. Mm -hmm. I just saw them in somebody else's pictures that used the same vendor. Mm -hmm. And I asked if they could bring those two and they did like free of charge. They didn't charge me extra. So it was really nice. Like this florist was amazing, but that was the only thing that it would have been nice if the, the coordinator could have like, yeah, stepped in. Right. Yeah. But what is the hardest or what was the hardest thing about planning for you in general? For me, kind of like how I mentioned the budget part, I think that was ultimately the hardest thing for me only because, right, like we were saying, I didn't have a frame of reference. I couldn't figure out the math in my head. So really all I went off of was how much money do I have saved and how much money do I think I can save over the course of the next year and a half? (laughs) So that I could pay for what I need. And that's essentially the number that I was going off of to plan my wedding. Um, Here in Hawaii, there used to be some free wedding workshops. I don't know if they do those anymore, but I did go to some of those. Yeah, I don't know if they do them anymore. Those were great. (laughs) I went to those too. They were really good. Um, I would say they covered like pretty much every topic, right? Like several different sessions going over like music and DJ to like hair and makeup. And they always had like those vendors there. Right, vendors there. So if you were shopping around, you could talk to them, learn about something, you know, even photographers, videographers, they had like everything there. And these, like, it was a different topic per each workshop. So it wasn't super overwhelming. They really broke it down for you. Um, but the second thing that I used was the not.com, which is what really helped me once I figured out that total dollar amount that I could spend. Basically, I remember, and maybe they changed it at this point. I don't know. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but I could just drop in the total number and it would break down for me how much I quote unquote should be spending on these hmm. different things. So to help me stay on budget, right? Cool. So instead of me being like, oh, I'm thinking that I can have like a, I don't know, spend X amount of dollars for my wedding and I'm going to spend $5,000 on my flowers. It's like, no, 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 you can only (laughs) spend like a thousand, you know, like it would kind of give you those guidelines. And that's something that I thought was really helpful. That's a good resource because I didn't, I didn't use that. Mm -hmm. And I think we went, 
5,000 over budget. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, you know, I didn't spend that much on my wedding. I think at the end of the day, it ended up being 30,000, but I wish it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I wish we would have stayed at the 25,000 mark, but I think if I had that tool, I probably would have. Right. Then at least you know how much you could potentially be spending on other things. And then if if you're like, I'm not even going to spend that much money, this is a really high amount. You can move that to somewhere else and spend it elsewhere or save it. Right. Um, so something that I thought was really cool though, at those free workshops I was talking about is that I won some free macarons. That's right. I think I won like 250 of them or something. Yeah. I think it was like 250. It was a lot. And I didn't use it for my wedding, Why? but I use it for other things. Oh, okay. So I had used it for, I think like my bridal shower or something like that. And then I think I had to go to like a potluck one day and my responsibility was like to bring dessert. So oh. I just went and I picked up like 30 and I could use that amount in increments. Oh, I could nice. break it up. So I still have like 20 left or something. Wow. It's on a little card somewhere yeah, at my house. Yeah, that's but- awesome. And that's funny. We didn't even touch on the fact that I couldn't even go to your wedding. Oh yeah. Tempsey was supposed to be my bridesmaid. <laughs> But she was having a going to be having a baby around the time of my wedding, so she did not attend. I had a baby four days before your wedding, <laughs> so it wasn't in the cards. We were trying to think like, well, maybe how could this work? Yeah, <laughs> Shelly like, texted uh. me, "Hey, do you, should I just reserve a seat for you just in case?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> it could be expensive, you know, like your final count and stuff like well, that." Also, I mean, you could also be in the hospital room. You know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I was in the hospital. So, <laughs> but anyway, it didn't work out. But I was so sad too. I but I was happy to see all your pictures and videos and stuff. It was really nice. Um, but for me, the the hardest part, I think, was I didn't realize that my husband would be so, like, readily involved in everything. M- you know, we always think about guys just kind of like, yeah, you plan it, you decide. But I was happy my husband wanted a say in things because it meant I wasn't on my own completely, mm-hmm. right? And so... Um, But there were some things where he had very strong opinions about things and I had strong opinions the other way. But we worked them out. They weren't like deal breakers. You know, this is a wedding. Your relationship's way more important than any decision that you make about your wedding. So it didn't turn into into anything huge. But it was a little bit hard to kind of navigate that because even though I never dreamed of a wedding, there was still you know, an aesthetic that I wanted to have out there and want people to have a good time and feel what we were trying to do in terms of a good, right. You, know, you enjoyable wanted to party. represent yourself too. Sure. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, another thing was kind of the parental involvement, if that makes sense. Like, um, you know, you have people coming in from the mainland, you have people that are already here that are heavily involved on a day to day. Like my family's in the mainland. My mom didn't get to be part of the entire process step by step. Right. But I wanted to, you know, make sure she felt involved, make sure that anybody else on the mainland felt that they were a big part of this as well. My best friends on the mainland. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to make sure they felt like they were a part of this entire process, but it was kind of hard. So I knew they were traveling and things like that. So I wanted to make sure I paid for all that for them, not the travel part. I couldn't pay for the travel part, (laughs) but I paid for all their dresses and everything like that and made sure that they were taken care of when they got here so that they wouldn't have to stress too much about the money part. In the mainland, most people, they pay for their own 
um, bridesmaid dresses and stuff. But I think here the tradition is more that you pay for your for right. right? So usually here I'd say if you if a bride can cover the cost, you know, if she can. I mean, I don't think we should be like completely outrageous and expect everybody to be buying things for us, right? Right. But I think as much as a bride can, she will, and if she can cover the whole cost, then she will. Right. Yeah. So I heard that through my planning process, and um, it's not that I just wanted to assimilate to that tradition, but I felt like they were already paying to come here, mm-hmm. that it would yeah. be nice for me to just provide that to them. So, um, but, you know, getting family over here, having family here, and then kind of entertaining them while they're here. We went, you know, we went to Lanikai and had a nice day with the entire family, and so that was really nice, but it's still stressful because you're still in the last moments of planning your wedding. Right. You know? It hasn't, you haven't reached the finish line yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that was hard, but it was also so nice to have so many people here, you know, rallying for me and coming so far to be here for my wedding. That was beautiful and I loved it. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, family, you know, it can be hard with family and some of the things that they prefer, their preferences that they have um, can definitely be a little bit uh, taxing. Sure. It can be exhausting. You're just out a lot. There's a lot of like, you know, you're going around here, there and everywhere. Plus thinking about what you have to do over the next couple of days. And so, yeah, mentally and physically exhausting. (laughs) Um, So Tempsey, when you were planning your wedding, did you have a splurge item in particular? I actually, I did, but it wasn't like I planned it that I was going to spend a whole bunch of money on this one thing. But what I did know was that I really wanted a kind of like a streamed line or not plain, but what's another word simple. for plain? Like a simple dress, simple-ish. And I wanted to have a sash. So just like, um, not a belt, but it's kind around of like a waist. belt yeah, around the waist. waist. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, but I wanted something that stood out because the rest of my dress was fairly simple and straightforward. And so I went on Etsy and I found it, you know, kind of, it's kind of like that thing, you know it when you see it. I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I knew I would know it when I saw it. And I sure did. And it was $200 for a (laughs) sash that didn't include shipping and handling. It was a lot of money, but you know what? I still have it. My, my husband calls it my championship belt. Cause it looks like one. It kind of looks like like wrestling, but it's only like two and a half to three inches (laughs) wide. It's not like a full like, like a foot. seven to eight, yeah like a foot <laughs> like huge <laughs> but um I actually like that name for it. it it makes me laugh but I just love it and I don't know when I'm gonna I'm probably never gonna use it again it's but a decorative piece yeah it's definitely a memory too what about you Shelly did you have any one item that you splurged on um one might argue that my entire wedding was a splurge <laughs> why do you say I that? guess it depends who you're asking though because I definitely know of other way more splurgy weddings in general yeah But I would say, so if I had to think, what did I splurge on for my wedding that I wouldn't, like a thing I wouldn't necessarily have spent money on. Yes. So I did have a string quartet that I did not really get to hear because that was for our guests in the beginning of the wedding before it started. Mm. So I don't even know if they're good or not, but people, (laughs) people said it was good. So I'm like, okay, cool. And the other thing that I don't know why I felt like. I really needed to find this correctly. I don't even know that if that makes sense, but I will say my invitations. So I know that there's a lot of like really great invitation companies online now that you could get like fairly affordable invitations. Yeah. I felt like I needed custom invitations. <laughs> 
Why? What and was, I wanted what was layered paper, that? like numerous layers of paper and like a certain color, a certain font, a kind of certain feel. So because my background is Japanese, like I didn't want oh. a full on like oriental feeling wedding, which is totally fine for people who do, you know what I mean? But I did want some elements to be in there, but just not like in your face, straight up like Japanese-y feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's hard to find cherry blossom type designs mm. on a general website that makes invitations. That's probably not something that they do. Maybe they do it now, but not something that they were doing at the time. So I did find a local um, invitation. I don't know what you like would call it. Stationary company I guess where yeah. she designed she does a lot of cherry blossom stuff so she designed my invitation so I got a made custom um, and I did kind of want like certain colors and like one of the layers I wanted it all sparkly so I had like a three layered invitation mm. um, but yeah I, I liked it I liked how it turned out that's good that's I the th- main thing honestly when I was thinking about this question and how you would answer it I thought for sure you were going to say your shoes we'll see I don't consider, I did splurge on, generally speaking, I did splurge on my shoes, but. That's something and, you would normally splurge on, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's so why you didn't I, consider no. that a splurge, I, I see. I was like, I was expecting to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so And others were nice. expecting that of you. Right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right. So what's something, Tempsey, that you felt like that you didn't need to spend mon- as much money on since, like, let's go on the opposite here. Sure. So for me, and I think this is a little bit naive looking back, but I decided decided not to hire a DJ or an MC or anything of that nature because I was like, I have iTunes. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of songs on my iTunes. <laughs> and a lot of these songs are songs that I would want to play in my wedding. So I figured, you know what? I'll just put it on shuffle. It'll be fine. There's a couple different songs that I was going to have my brother just play um, like during the cake cutting part or during the, you know, the entry and things like that. And then I had a friend MC it. So I was like, okay, that's good enough. But um, for some reason, I guess all of the songs had to be checkmarked and they weren't checked. I've never seen like this on the computer. I never, or yeah, I've never recognized this on iTunes and never had an issue with it before. My songs were all always checked. So I didn't think it would be an issue because I didn't know that that was even a possibility. They were all unchecked except for like three songs. So for the first hour and a half, it was like only three, three songs. songs on rotate. I don't know if it was just three. I, I just, just know that there was a few songs that repeated themselves quite a bit. And that to me was devastating only because, and I didn't cry about it. I'm just saying it was like, it broke my heart only because my husband and I had spent so much time picking these songs that were really nostalgic, really important to us. We put a lot of thought into this playlist and we really wanted people to feel it throughout the night because everybody who's coming to your wedding is about the same age and has the same nostalgia songs. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it gives you that feel of back in the day when you were in high school or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the case might be. And we really wanted that feeling, but we, we kind of missed out on that for the, you know, you're not there for the first hour while people are like, I guess it's cocktail hour where you're taking pictures and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So things were just repeating and it was just like, oh man. I I didn't notice by the way. Okay, good. (laughs) But another friend of ours did because there was a song that was very sentimental to them that kept playing. And so that's how I found out about it. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt, I felt bad for that person, but I was like, also, you know, we had 
a lot of intent behind the songs that we chose. So I was hoping that that would be. So I would recommend just because you don't want to have to worry about that. You, you know, we're talking about wedding coordinators. We're talking about people who support you throughout this big process. Like you don't want to have to be worrying about those things while you're trying to enjoy the night. So I feel like, you know, I probably would have splurged a little bit on a DJ who had an MC. But I will say the MC, my friend that did it for us, he did an amazing, amazing job without with very little direction. Mm -hmm. I just gave him a sheet of paper who, you know, this is who you introduce at the beginning and the middle and the end, whatever it is. But between that, just be fun, happy, you know, respectful, but you can have fun with it. He was like a nice, fun guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think he did a good job on it too. Yeah, I I, I feel like... Did he have experience in that kind of stuff? I feel like he might have. Yeah, he did. And he was a very outgoing person. He's a performer. You know, he, you know, he plays uh, ukulele. He, he, he sings, yeah. you know. So I think you're right. He did have a little bit of experience um, in that in the past. But I gave very little direction. <laughs> so I, I was just, I was just like, you know what, at this point, I just got to cross my fingers and hope for yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Is there anything that you feel like you didn't spend as much on? Yes. So I, for me, it, it was the cake. Hmm. And what surprised me about that is because prior to, and not, not leading up, but prior to maybe like a few years before or whatever, just here and there, I'd watch a lot of food network stuff and cooking and baking. <laughs> and I, I thought all these cakes that, you know, I see on TV looked really cool. And oh my gosh, there's so many options and so many things you can do. And oh my gosh, they make so nice ones, blah, blah, blah. But when it came down to it, I got a free cake from the hotel I had my wedding at. And I was like, I will take that free cake. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, they had good flavor options. So I had a Lily Koi cake that was three-tiered. And I could pick between circular, like round or square. So I chose square. Sure. And then I just had the florist give me some extra flowers that somebody stabbed into my cake in nice. whatever arrangement I specified. So... That was fine with me. The flowers covered the whole cake anyway. So not the whole cake, but you know, a lot of it anyway. It looked nice. So that's good. I just went with the free cake instead of, you know, it, it was going to come with it anyway. So yeah, we didn't spend too much on our cake either, but we didn't go with the hotel cake. I don't even know if they offered it, but they had a whole dessert layout mm-hmm. with the price that we paid for the meal. And so when we were talking to our cake person, um, we decided to go for a more simple look Um, and then add flowers when she brought it. Mm -hmm. But we wanted the flavor to be really good. But we got a really small cake because we knew people were going to fill up on the desserts on the table. Yes, and that was another thing that I learned about too during the wedding planning process. And the reason why I decided to go with the free cake anyway is because the, you know, while I was talking, you know, with the catering, you know, like that department at the hotel I had my wedding at, they were mentioning that they provide so many so many desserts that by the time you get to serving the cake, nobody eats it. Mm-hmm. And then they charge a cake cutting fee and like serving it. It was like a dollar or two per slice. And I had 220 people at my wedding. I was like, we're not serving that cake. <laughs> They're just eating dessert. Give me the whole thing and I'm going to take it all home. <laughs> but did you save it like that tradition of saving it for um, a year? I did save it. Nobody ate it. We threw it away. <laughs> But at least I got to taste it. It was good. I like Lily Koi. That's one of my favorite fruity flavors. Yeah, so. we had a really, like, we chose every layer because we chose, we tasted every single 
uh, flavoring that they offered and we were very specific we had like oreo flavor on one layer <laughs> lily koi on another and i can't remember the other one but we were very realistic we're like we are not gonna eat is this gonna be good in a year right. i don't think so yeah. so we just the flavor it's not about it's not just the flavor but the texture wouldn't be it would be dry and hard yeah, basically. yeah. so i was i didn't even keep it <laughs> I was like, no way. I gave it, so they cut it up because it was a three-layered cake. I cut it up into pieces, not not little pieces, but like big chunks. And I gave it to like my bridal party, you yeah. know, for their families and then, you know, relatives nice. and that kind of stuff. So I wasn't going to waste. I, I mean, because I took the whole thing home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we did like hand it out to family and friends and stuff. So other people got to enjoy that Lily Koi cake, but not every single guest. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's good. That's good. Um, so have you gone to any weddings recently where they had some interesting stuff that was out of the box that you might mm-hmm. be able to... Definitely. Actually, I think it was maybe about now, a couple... By the time this podcast goes up, I think it would have been about a couple of months <laughs> Sure. since I went to this wedding. It was very different and very 2019 appropriate, I feel like, you know, current... Um, the wedding was in a garden. I actually didn't, I knew that this garden exists. I just didn't know where it was on the Island. And I also didn't know that you could have events there, but it's so funny because I've learned since that there are a couple of other weddings that had happened there for people that I kind of know. Um, but so the things that I thought was really cool about this wedding is that this particular garden, it's not just like flowers and trees and that kind of stuff, but they actually grow produce like lettuce and they had succulents. So there was a little shop up front where you could buy flowers and stuff, probably some produce too, but the centerpieces were lettuce and I was waiting for them to give away that centerpiece so I could like go home and make a salad or something. (laughs) But I had never, that time never came. Um, but I thought that that was very like, you know, considerate, I guess you could say, you know, considerate to like the environment. I mean, I killed a lot of flowers that day. Like, let's be real. If my today self was planning a wedding, I'm not sure I would have done that. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. There are a lot of eco-friendly elements like wooden utensils. And um, instead of throwing like rice or flower petals, they throw they threw dried lavender. So that was really neat. Oh too. yeah, I remember that when you told me that I was yeah, like, that's so it nice. It was really nice. Um, so you know, it was just unique and very. I feel like 2019. You know. So the lettuce centerpieces, I don't know. I just think of lettuce in a grocery store. But from what you showed me in pictures, it was very organic and ornate right. looking. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It like wasn't- I had to look <laughs> twice. I was like, oh, there's a wait that's lettuce you know yeah because yeah. it was like the darker leaves mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. like purple leaves too there's purple leaves and also green and these were like huge heads of lettuce like they got like the really nice looking ones so that's yeah cool. it was cool. i like that yeah what about you have you been to any cool weddings recently yeah actually um i like to eat <laughs> so when i see cool things like a s'mores bar or something interactive interactive like that i'm all about it i have seen that lately um also I like when weddings are considerate if they do allow children to come, right? Like not everybody allows children to go to their weddings, but if you do, like have something for the kids to do. I probably I probably wouldn't be as like as much of an advocate about this before having a kid, but now kids they do not sit still very long. So, um the fact that they had like a little kitty fun box for each of the kids was really nice so that they could kind of stay occupied during mm-hmm. the program. That was really good. And then 
after they had these light up toys because it turns kind of into a dark dancing party, right? So these yeah. lights that lit up. Oh, that's fine. Like fo- foam mm-hmm. wands or something like that. And they kind of lit up and the, the kids were all on the dance floor having fun. So then the parents came on in the dance floor and then all of the, you know, families came. Like it brought everybody on the floor because yeah. the kids were having so much fun. So yeah. I really liked that. I like things that really cater to the audience because yeah. sometimes it can get a little bit, you know, right. drab if you don't Truthfully, keep them engaged. Truthfully, though, like, as the couple who's planning the wedding, and if you were to have kids there, aren't you trying to avoid them from crying during your ceremony Absolutely. or, like, making a noise during dinner? So why not treat them and occupy them, yep. distract them, so that, you know, you can still have the night that you were hoping for anyway, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, if you had a chance to go back, is there something that you wish you would have done differently? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm actually not sure. I mean generally speaking, there are things. I just don't know what I would replace them with though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, I could have done that differently, but how would I have done it differently? I'm not really sure. I kind of think, well, one thing I wish I maybe have done, had done or looked into a little bit more was I did like my flower arrangements, but I guess I wish it was just a little bit more interesting. Like I thought I was kind of off the shelf ish Mm. the arrangements that I had I mean they were still nice I did like them but the florist that I ended up with was my second choice I guess the person who I initially had wanted to go with had another event going on on the same day so she wasn't available Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer but otherwise I mean I think the other thing that maybe I would have I don't know if this is considered like doing something different the thing that I had the hardest time with and I knew this going into it was picking a dress Like I knew I was going to have a hard time finding a dress that I actually liked. Hmm. And I did end up with a dress that I liked, but I feel like there's probably another one out there somewhere that I would have liked more, Hmm. I guess I would say. So there was one I initially tried on. So I had, I tried on a lot of dresses, maybe like 20 or 30 dresses. It was like a lot. Wow. And I didn't like most of them. I know a lot of other people liked a lot of the dresses that I tried. They're like, oh, it looks nice. I think Tempsey was like, oh, I really like that one. I was like, I kind of like it too, but I don't like it enough to buy it for like over a thousand dollars, you know? But, um, the day I remember I went to this bridal shop that is known to be a little bit more on the expensive side here. And I tried on a dress and I was like, Hmm, we're finally going down the right path of things that I like. And I was like, Oh shoot. Am I going to have to spend like $3,000 on a dress I want that I actually want? Right. Because it's heading in that direction. Luckily I didn't, I mean, you know, it didn't come down to that. Thank goodness. That's too much for me for just a day. Yeah. But that's one thing that I maybe, I don't know, maybe if, maybe I wish I went to another state or city to go wedding dress shopping. Ooh, you could go and say yes to the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like one of those kinds of stores. Only though that store is like $20,000 dresses and stuff. But you know, initially what I had wanted to do was like go to LA and like go to some bridal shops there. Cause I feel like they might've had stuff that I felt was more my style, I guess. But Hmm. I mean, that's also an expensive trip to buy something expensive. Yeah, but at least you get an experience out of it. Yeah. Not just, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't contribute that to the price of the dress necessarily, (laughs) but I think I only tried on three dresses. It was a very small amount. And then I knew that that was my dress. However, I was like thinking to myself, I only tried on three dresses. Like, is that weird? Mm. You know, should I I just kind of, well, 
I it, that was what was going on in my mm-hmm. mind. So I actually went to one more shop after just that. Just in case. Just in case, yeah. And I tried on a few more and I was like, nope, I'm sure that one is my dress. So I was, I'm glad I did that, but I was just like, huh. I feel like people try on more than just three or four dresses, but luckily. Yep. Yeah. And I would say like one of the reasons why I picked my dress is because it was still pretty simple and a part of me did kind of want a little bit of like sparkle going on in the dress without any sort of crystals or anything like that. So it actually had mini sequins as an underlay to the dress. So technically my entire dress could have sort of sparkled if the lighting hit it right, mm. but it wasn't like a disco ball or anything <laughs> like that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> For me, um, you know, other than like the DJ music entertainment type of thing, I feel like I kind of got caught up in the stress of the day, you know, no coordinator, this, that, and the other. And so I didn't allow myself to feel as much of the emotion of the day. That's kind of the only thing, like if I could go back, I'd prefer to just kind of be able to be present and really feel what was happening. I was marrying my husband, like this is my life partner, the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. I want to feel what's happening here. And I just don't feel like I got to experience the full emotion of it. So, and I kind of do that to myself. I keep myself busy to not, you know, emotions suck sometimes. So I just rather not feel it. Um, But you have to feel it, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you have to, it's what builds your life. It's Mm -hmm. what builds character. So um, I think if I really, you know, if I had to go through it again, which I really would never go through that again <laughs> because it was a lot of work. But if I did, then I would just really try to be a little more present. Um, what about things that you appreciate at other weddings? Um, thoughtfulness or I don't know, other things that might they might do that you might appreciate as a guest? So one thing that I would say I would appreciate as a guest and like for people planning weddings, maybe consider this as you're planning, not trying to like, you know, but something to keep in mind is I appreciate when whoever is getting married, you know, when I'm, when I'm attending as a guest that they are also considering that, you know, their guests should feel comfortable, maybe not baking out in the sun or anything like that, or like getting sunburned or frying or almost fainting. Those things have never happened to me, but I appreciate when, you know, I don't have to deal with those conditions, but also making sure that, you know, your guests can enjoy themselves, enjoy the food that you paid so much money to feed them. Um, there was, you know, there have been a couple of weddings that I've been to where maybe the lighting is a little bit dark. I don't know if it's like mood lighting intent or whatever, but you know, make sure your guests can see where they're walking. They're not going <laughs> to trip over anything or what they're they eating. They can see where they're eating and not like missing their face and like <laughs> dropping food all over themselves. Um, so those are some things. Cause sometimes, I mean, it can be really challenging. I think with outdoor weddings, when you may not have all of the conveniences of like switching a, you know, switching on some lights and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of things to consider. I feel like if you're having an outdoor wedding for sure. But what about you, Tempsey? What are some things that you appreciate as a guest? For me, I wanted to make sure that my ceremony wasn't extremely long because it was outside. So as a guest, if I, I kind of put myself in my guest shoes to be like, how long do I want to be sitting outside? Hawaii's hot and humid. Let's keep it to 15, 20, max 30 minutes. Um, 
but again, I'm also one of those people who doesn't, isn't super fond of emotions. So (laughs) that might've played into it a little bit. Also for cocktail hour, that's kind of the time where the couple goes out to take pictures because it's usually sunset time. It's the perfect lighting to get pictures. Make sure you have something for your guests to do, whether, you know, for sure food, you know, cocktail hours should include some sort of appetizer, poo-poo's, tapas, whatever you call it. It should have a little bit of food for them to enjoy because they're probably, it's dinner time. They're probably mm-hmm. getting a little hungry. Um, if you are allowing alcohol, a little bit of alcohol to loosen up so that they end up getting on the dance floor. Um, and then the slideshow. I think that's a really good time to play the slideshow because they can kind of keep their attention to something. Yeah. But don't take too long taking pictures. People want to see you. They want to like enjoy the time with you and they want to be around you. And so if you take two hours to take pictures and your guests are sitting around for two hours, they're not going to start dinner without you. Right. (laughs) So they're going to be waiting for two hours for you to come back. Like I would say, you know, be as considerate as possible while still getting the best photos possible. I think I've been to a couple of weddings lately where they've gone above and beyond where they were extremely thoughtful. Like um, one wedding I went to, there was, I think their niece was, it was her birthday. Their wedding day was her birthday. They had a special cake made and had everybody in the party in the entire room sing happy birthday to their niece. It was so incredibly sweet. I really, really love that. The other thing that they did was they brought individuals up that kind of helped with the wedding or... um, have contributed to their relationship, like supporting them in different ways, have just always been there for them by bringing them up and saying thank you in front. And they actually had them get involved in a couple of their games, whether they liked it or not. I don't know how much guests would appreciate that, but it was sure entertaining mm-hmm. for the rest of us. So I really like that part too. Um, and they they also thank people who helped in the small ways. So I was at the guest table helping out and they said, thank you. And I, I didn't do much. I was only there for a little bit, but they said thank you in front of their entire party of people. So that was super nice and thoughtful. And I just think that's going above and beyond to consider other folks who might be having a birthday on that day or just thanking your grandparents or your parents and all that good stuff. I know that's kind of common sense, but I think doing it in a meaningful and special way is important. So so tell us about some of your wedding experiences, whether you've been a guest or planned your own wedding. What are some tips and tricks that you've had learned along the way during the whole planning process? Or what are some fails or successes during your wedding planning <laughs> Stressors. process? Stressors. <laughs> Things that you can look back on now and giggle. And laugh, yeah. Right. If it's still a little bit touchy for you, don't worry about it. But it's okay. We'd still love to hear about what happened mm-hmm. with your wedding. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Outright Effect. You can find us at www.theoutrighteffect.com on social media at The Outright Effect on Instagram and Facebook or email us at theoutrighteffect at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.